This is Digital Health Today, episode 39. If we create these platforms, if we create these resources and we bring these entrepreneurs together, they are going to reinvent the future of health and and do things that we can't even imagine were possible even a few years ago. Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Be sure to check out the Accenture Health Tech Innovation Challenge. Accenture is bringing together startups, life sciences companies, and healthcare organizations to tackle the world's biggest healthcare issues, and the second year of the challenge is underway. Check out how the Health Tech Innovation Challenge engages with cutting-edge startups that have a focus on solving healthcare and life sciences problems. Apply online by clicking on the show notes for this episode, or simply search for Accenture Health Tech Innovation Challenge. But hurry, applications close on September 1st. Welcome back. This is Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders working to make the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is episode 39. This is the second part of a two-part interview with the batteries-included health transformer, Unity Stokes of Startup Health. Just a reminder, if you're tuning into this episode first, I'm conducting an experiment, and I'd like your help with the results. When Unity and I recorded this episode, we spoke for over an hour, so I decided to break the conversation into two parts. Now, rather than keep you hanging between shows, I'm releasing both episodes on the same day. In the first part of the interview, in episode 38, we talked about Unity's experiences growing up in Iowa and how that inspired him to go to university in Boston at BU. And we also talked about the professional journey he started as a technology entrepreneur that eventually led to his starting Startup Health with his business partner and friend, Stephen Krein. This episode is the second part of the conversation, and we cover Startup Health's mission and the impact it's having on improving the lives of people around the world. We also have some questions from listeners. Many thanks to Tim Martin and Jen Lannon for tweeting those in. And we have the lightning round questions, the six questions that I ask every guest. Let me know what you think of this two-part episode. Is it a good format? Is it too long? Or maybe there are more questions that you'd like me to ask. I don't know. You tell me. I always love to hear what you think. And you can email me at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com and tell me what's on your mind. Actually, while we're on the subject, you know I get some great emails and tweets from many of you, and I really appreciate you reaching out to tell me how much you enjoy this podcast and the benefits that you're getting out of it, and I also appreciate you reaching out to engage and support our guests and our sponsors. I started this podcast as a way to serve the global digital health community and share experiences to accelerate the creation and adoption of new technologies and techniques in healthcare. That's my why. That's why I'm doing this. The faster we can all learn, the better solutions we can create, the better we can implement those solutions, and the more lives we can touch and the more people that will benefit. And by tuning in, you've opted in. You've demonstrated that you're a part of the change that we need to achieve globally in healthcare, and I'm glad that you're here. And you know what would really help you and I serve even more people through this podcast? Is if you would just take one minute and write a review on iTunes. I love getting your feedback in my inbox and your DMs on Twitter, but you know, I think we're ready to take our relationship public, don't you think? And once you've done that, Make sure you let me know so I can tweet out my appreciation and let the whole world know exactly how we feel about each other. I have to admit, however, that I think what's been holding many people back is that reviewing a podcast is one of the least intuitive things Apple has designed. So I get it. I understand. And I have a solution for that. There's a short instruction page on the website at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash review to quickly walk you through how to leave a review. You don't even need to write anything. Just a star rating is really appreciated. Basically, you just need to use the search function in the podcast app, Search for this podcast, Digital Health Today, tap on the cover art, not on the individual podcast, but on the cover art for the show, and then you'll see the review tab. I've got images and instructions on the website to make it easy, 
And I thank you in advance for doing that. I really do appreciate it. All right, now I gave Unity a full introduction in the previous episode, and now we're going to pick up where we left off. Unity had just arrived at the White House in 2011 and launched Startup Health at Health Data Palooza. And now we're going to find out what impact they're having and where they're headed. And you're also going to hear a superb Yoda impression. You have to hear that. As always, grab the show notes online at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 38 and digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 39. Now let's jump back into the conversation with our guest, Unity Stokes. So Unity, you were just sharing with me about the journey to the White House that you took in 2011 and the experience of having the picture taken with President Obama and Vice President Biden and the lift it gave you as you walked into that room full of CEOs of major companies and you and Stephen Krein walked in as representatives of all things startup and healthcare and the lift that it gave you to really put you on an equal footing and say, hey, startups do matter. And I know, I know in a lot of ways it's too early to tell, but what are your thoughts right now in terms of the current climate in America as, as it pertains to uh, Obamacare and a repeal and replace? Well, what, one comment there that I think is relevant is, to a certain extent, the, the genie is out of the bottle. The, there's a wave of innovation that's happening, regardless of what happens politically. Um, it, the business models are changing. The technology is here to stay. The change is happening, no matter what the policy is. And I think that is a very important thing um, for for the legacy industry to pay attention to, which is th this change is happening. It's happening globally, regardless of what the politics are. Great point, Unity, and something we should all bear in mind. Now, Unity, when we spoke earlier in the conversation, you said that your initial goal was to set up 1,000 companies in 10 years and create 100,000 jobs. That was the initial benchmark that you were trying to measure yourself against at Startup Health. Tell me how that's evolved over the past six years as you've actually been putting your skills to practice. And what sort of goals do you have set out for the years ahead? So when we set out, um, the, the vision is, has always been consistent, which is to really build a global army of, of what we call health transformers. These are entrepreneurs. And, and really to support and organize this army of, of health transformers to design the solutions, create the innovation that will improve people's health. But rather than focusing on the numbers, what we've really shifted to is building a 25-year a plan for leveraging and organizing this army to achieve 10 health moonshots, 10 extraordinary missions that when combined together, we can improve the health and well-being of billions of people, hopefully everyone in the world. So we now have 200 companies in Startup Health's portfolio, over 450 health transformers around the world, uh, working, collaborating together to solve these moonshots. We have entrepreneurs, health transformers in 18 countries, over 60 cities. Uh, and we're really seeing uh, some very exciting progress. We're seeing uh, how these companies uh, many of whom started as one or two people in a, in a garage or around a kitchen table um, who are now really building uh, extraordinary solutions that can make a big 
hopefully global impact on on people's health and well-being. So we're we're very focused on this global mission, but we the biggest change is we we wanted to make a statement by building a 25-year plan by by showing the world that this is a long-term vision. This is a platform that's that's thinking not over a a few weeks or a few months or even a few years, but decades. Um, and that if we organize together, we can accomplish big things together. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Rather than setting a number out in terms of the number of companies, which I think is the wrong metric, right? You don't. It doesn't matter how many companies you're actually working with. What ultimately matters is how many people's lives you affect, and that seems like a, a good shift in your vision over time. Tell me how your program works, though, because it's not like an accelerator program where people come in and, and work for three or six months and they sort of get uh, a demo day and then they're back out into the wild, uh, having given up six or eight percent of their, their their business and receiving a, a five figure sum. What is what is it like to be a, a startup health company? And can you tell me about some of the the great company? I know you've got a lot of them. You said over two hundred companies in your portfolio. Can you just give me a few examples of where these companies came from and some of the hurdles that they overcame to really create some some wonderful solutions? Yeah. So startup health, uh, we we really are building this this community, this army of health transformers. So we first and foremost we focus on the entrepreneurs themselves more than their company. So oftentimes uh, when they come in, we focus less on their idea and more on the mindset and on the the team, if you will, uh, because ultimately it's going to be those entrepreneurs that are going to determine the success of, of what they create. So we're very, very selective um, companies can apply at Startup Health, and, and um, every eight weeks or so, we we invite additional companies and health transformers to come into Startup Health. Uh, but it's being a part of Startup Health. It's it's not as you mentioned a few weeks um, or even a few months. It's really for the entire life cycle of your business, um, of your journey as being an entrepreneur and, and really creating uh, your solution for the world. So the first fundamental aspect about it is that it's a long-term commitment. It's over many, many years and supporting uh, you as, a, as an entrepreneur during that long, lonely journey of, of trying to innovate and do something big and important. The second big aspect is it's global. It's not about picking up and moving to New York or Silicon Valley or Boston. Um, you can be building your solution in any of the exciting innovation hubs that are emerging all over the world. And, and that's a very important thing because I, I think one of the most uh, significant trends today is the rise of these global innovation hubs that are happening and the rise of these innovation hubs that are happening all over the U U.S. as well. Um, and, and what we really focus on are, are four fundamental things. We focus on, uh, we have something called the Startup Health Academy, and it's a, a coaching program designed to help the health transformers um, during their journey, coaching them through the process on a weekly and quarterly cycle to really help them build and scale their company. We focus on a, a peer network 
um, connecting the founders together. Um, much like that YPO uh, concept we talked about, we have groups of CEOs and founders that really are connected together now so that they can support each other through the journey and be connected together. Um, the third thing we do is we focus on the network and really organizing the customers and the investors, the people that uh, and organizations that are willing to support early stage innovators. And then finally, we have um, a promotion engine designed to tell and share the stories of, of these entrepreneurs. And, and the idea is to really do this as, a, as one cohesive collaborative group. Um, one army marching together towards these common goals, these health moonshots. And we think that's really important because oftentimes um, in the traditional venture community, for example, they think about their portfolio as, as individual entities. Um, and we think about our organization and, and our, our group of companies as a collaborative force uh, working and collaborating together. And we think that can speed up the innovation cycles. Where do you go to get these companies? Are, is there an application page on the website or is there uh, certain periods of the year that you have open calls for applications? There, uh, you can apply right on, on the website and we're reviewing those on a daily basis. Um, we take um, our companies and invite uh, applicants into something called a startup health masterclass. So one of the things we do is actually offer um, for free a, a lot of our resources um, over a several week period. Um, it's actually a couple month period so that they can start to experience what it's like to be in startup health. Um, and we can also get to experience what it's like to work with them to determine whether or not um, we think they'll be a good fit for the for the ecosystem. Um, so you can apply right on our site and and um, really start collaborating with us um, pretty quickly. Excellent. Well, I will definitely have a link to that on the show notes so people can go and find out how to apply and become a part of Startup Health. Now, I looked at your website and I saw a lot of companies that I know and that I recognize. A lot of these companies are ones that clients of mine are using their products and integrating their solutions into the things that they're building. So uh, some of these companies are Zeal, Babyscripts, Cohero Health, I mean, Greatest, many others. I'm curious when companies join Startup Health and at what stage of development you're interested in having them become a part of your platform. Yeah, one of the things that is also different about Startup Health is we're stage agnostic. So we have organizations that are start as very, very small uh, teams um, and we also have companies in startup health that are much larger. Our largest company is Human Longevity Inc., Dr. Craig Venter's company. And they, of course, have raised now, I think, close to $300 million. Uh, they've got hundreds of employees and, and are a very large, fast-growing company. Um, so there is a part of our program and a part of our platform designed to help companies at every stage of growth and help them along that journey. Um, we, you mentioned some of the great companies. There's, there's a full list on our website of all 200 companies. You can actually sort them by moonshot. Um, so if you're looking at companies that are just focusing, for example, on uh, children's health or women's health or brain's health, you can cluster them together and, and 
identify those companies. But one of the things I'm most proud of that we're doing is, is we're not just trying to solve one problem. We're, we're trying to focus on these big mega challenges and make sure that we're focusing on creating an opportunity for entrepreneurs all over the spectrum, whether you're focusing on R&D and research or whether it's on treatment or anywhere along the care continuum for any of these moonshots, there's a place for you in startup health. Uh, and I think that's very important because we don't know where the innovation is going to happen, where the big seismic changes are going to occur in the future. What we do know is that if we create these platforms, if we create these resources and we bring these entrepreneurs together, they are going to reinvent the future of health and, and do things that we can't even imagine were possible even a few years ago. I'm just looking at your website now and I see that one of the tags that you can search by is the international status of the company. And I see that uh, there are currently 34 companies within the startup health portfolio that are classified as international or outside the U.S. companies. I know that you've done a lot of work really reaching out and engaging with companies all around the world and other organizations all around the world because this really is a global marketplace and a global opportunity for these companies, these health innovations to be put into practice. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you're seeing as you travel around the world and you speak with various people? Where are the key hotbeds of activity? Where are the key opportunities for applications of these really innovative technologies that will help us reduce costs and help more people? Yeah, one of the, the greatest opportunities, I think, is the, the rising billions, the billions of new um, health consumers that are coming into the market. And, and what we're seeing is that there's also these global health innovation hubs uh, emerging all over the world. And, and what is very important about this is each region is really excelling in, in very unique ways. So for example, if you look in, in Finland, there's extraordinary innovation around mobile uh, health and di mobile digital health innovation. Um, there's all these engineers that came from places like Nokia, for example, that are now building digital health solutions. Um, if you look to Israel, there's extraordinary entrepreneurs, extraordinary med tech, uh, extraordinary technology that is in search of a larger market. Uh, if you go to India, there are very interesting uh, business models emerging around consumer health because they've got millions of Ten, tens or hundreds of millions of middle class that are paying for health care out of their own pocket. Um, so you start to look around the world, um, even in places like uh, Africa and, of course, throughout Asia and Europe um, and South America. Uh, you, what we're seeing is this very important uh, regionality to what's going on. But what we believe at Startup Health is there's a great opportunity to cross-pollinate the innovation happening and not just have these siloed hubs, but really connect them together. So we are expanding startup health to regions all over the world so that they can be then connected together and these ecosystems can start to collaborate and hopefully we can therefore speed up 
the progress that we're making across the board by sharing the ideas, by sharing the technologies, by sharing the learnings of what what's working and what's not working. And I think that's so key, Unity. And, and as we spoke about before, that's part of the reason that I created this podcast is because I do work with companies in the US. I do work with companies across Europe and other parts of the world. And I'm always asked about what's happening in other parts of the world. And, and this podcast is an opportunity to try to highlight some of the work that's being done to to cross-pollinate and collaborate and create uh, opportunities for constructive collision and creative collision so that great ideas can be born and, and created and implemented, and most importantly, implemented. Going back to the question or the point that we were talking about earlier about accelerators and the fact that startup health is not an accelerator, a couple of points to make. So first of all, it's not exclusive, right? So people can be a member of an accelerator and still be a part of startup health, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, over 20% of our uh, portfolio actually graduated from other accelerators, and then we're looking for something to be a part of long-term after they were done with their accelerator. So we are very much a collaborative organization and enjoy working with the many great accelerators that are that are out there uh, and, and really trying to be a part of that ecosystem. We have a much different approach, but I think it's very complimentary. We'll get right back to the interview, but first I wanted to tell you more about the Accenture Health Tech Innovation Challenge. You may already know that Accenture is a leading global professional services company offering services from strategy and consulting to digital transformation and technology. But do you know what Accenture is doing to tackle the world's biggest health issues? After the success of last year's Health Tech Innovation Challenge, Accenture is continuing to develop this event and bring together startups, life sciences companies, and healthcare organizations. And the best part is, you can apply to be a part of it too. You heard that right. Accenture's Health Tech Innovation Challenge is now in full swing. If you're a growth stage company seeking access to the top decision makers of large established companies and you have a beta product to demonstrate, Accenture invites you to apply to this year's challenge. And get this, the finalists will be invited to compete in San Francisco at the Startup Health Festival on Monday, January 8th, 2018. Applications are open now, but don't delay. The submissions close on September 1st, 2017. Get full details on their website by searching for Accenture Health Tech Innovation Challenge or simply click on the links in the show notes for this episode. Now let's jump back to the conversation. Unity, you mentioned earlier in this conversation that there were a lot of similarities between the tech explosion of the 1990s and what you're seeing today in health technology. Can you explain a little bit about what you mean by that and what some of the similarities are between the 1990s and today? Yeah, it's, it, it really is like looking into a crystal ball uh, back to 1994 now. 1994 internet when Netscape just went public and the business models weren't clear. Jeff Bezos was still packing his own books in his garage. Um, the sort of established legacy play, uh, players were were trying to do things like sue their own customers uh, because they didn't want new things like internet radio or, or file sharing. Um, so we're seeing this similar patterns where there's – new regulations coming that are changing the business models. Um, there's new entrance into the sector. There's increased demand uh, happening. Um, there's new solutions coming in that people are trying to figure out what they mean because of data, because of cheap, affordable, clinical-grade sensors, because of internet connectivity. Um, so it's really an across-the-board 
reinvention of what's possible. And at the same time, we're seeing a wave of, of talent come in, people graduating from whether it's from schools or, or coming from clinicians. We're seeing a lot of what we call doctorpreneurs who are now doing startups. Um, but it's just an across-the-board reinvention and reimagination of the entire sector. And that's exactly what was happening in the mid-90s uh, as a result of things like e-commerce and, and new business models like advertising, internet advertising, um, new data platforms. Uh, so it's, it's really a, a wide open new frontier of, of what's possible. Unity, you mentioned earlier in the program that one of the four areas that you focus on at Startup Health is that you have a very strong promotion engine to really promote and share the stories of your member companies and, and the things that they can do in the marketplace. And I know I see you and your colleagues at events all around the world, and you do a great job really promoting your podcast and your YouTube channel with a variety of great videos with thought leaders from all around the world. And I see Startup Health represented and supportive of a lot of different events. But there's also an event that you guys put on that's held every year right on the cusp of the J.P. Morgan Conference out in San Francisco. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And tell me a little bit about how last year's event ran and about what makes this so unique. Yeah, we do every year something called the Startup Health Festival. It's in January during the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference. Um, you can learn more about it, startuphealth.com slash festival. It's, it's really a two-day experience to bring together entrepreneurs, uh, industry leaders, investors, uh, and, and really talk about the and set the stage for, for making progress for the next 12 months. And to do that as as an ecosystem, and it's an extraordinary uh, event that I'm very very proud of because the energy that and passion uh, of the people that are in that room gives me a lot of hope and confidence about where the future of health and health innovation is going. Um, we were very fortunate to have uh, over the years just extraordinary participants. Um, Last year, uh, Vice President Biden um, w was there. Uh, people like Vinod Kosla, um, Esther Dyson's usually there every year. Uh, we had the CEO of, of SAP, Bill McDermott there. Um, Dr. Toby Cosgrove from Cleveland Clinics. Um, Dr. Craig Venter shared what's going on at Human Longevity, Inc. Just extraordinary uh, leaders within healthcare. But from my perspective, the founders themselves. There's hundreds of startup founders um, that are there. And then, of course, we invite what we call our batteries included people from the ecosystem, people that are actively investing or supporting uh, these entrepreneurs are invited. And it's a two-day opportunity where you can really uh, meet the people that are going to change the game for for your business over over the coming year. So uh, this year it's going to be January 8th and 9th, and, and you can apply to uh, participate on our website. Yes, I'll definitely include a link to that on the show notes, but you said it was startuphealth.com forward slash festival. Listeners, you can go online and apply for a spot to attend that. It is, I'm sure, going to be another fantastic event. But I understand last year you were a little bit short on space. So this year, are you planning to increase the size but maintain the quality? Yeah, with the the biggest 
challenge we had was we couldn't let everybody in the room because of the fire code. Uh, so we did um, expand the space. It's much bigger. Um, now, we're still very selective with, with who's coming in the room. We want these to be, as we call them, batteries included participants, people that are willing to support innovators, people that are willing to support founders and startups, uh, people that are really uh, making a, a difference to innovation and the future of health innovation. So we're very selective um, so that those who are coming are really um, benefiting by being together but there's more space and, and we'd like to welcome everyone who is batteries included and hopefully there'll be enough space to do that. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a great event. And again, I'll make sure that there's a link to that page on the show notes at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 39. Unity, I sent a few tweets out in the week leading up to this conversation and I received some tweets and direct messages back from people who wanted to ask you questions. I can't ask all of them here on the air, but I have selected a few. This one is from Tim Martin, who wants to know, what is the role today and in the future of philanthropy and health tech startup funding? Do you think that philanthropy has a large role to play in the funding of these new health tech startups? Absolutely does. And and you're seeing uh, even like uh, in the last year with the Chan Zuckerberg initiative, where uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla Chan are, are investing $3 billion, um, not just as philanthropists, but actually as a social impact investing. Um, but we're seeing really a, a whole wave of different types of capital options for startups today. So, um, and philanthropists are very, very important to that. Um, grants, for example, special programs to support entrepreneurs that either in, in a particular region or a, a particular theme. I'll give an example. Our, one of our very first backers was the California Healthcare Foundation. Um, we wouldn't have gotten off the ground if, if it wasn't for a grant that they uh, gave us to provide scholarships for entrepreneurs to be a part of Startup Health. So there are organizations like that uh, that are really making a meaningful impact to, to startups. Um, we're seeing... Also, a similar theme with this social impact investing where people that would maybe put their money towards philanthropy are putting it into investments designed to do social good. Uh, and, and that's a really exciting trend as well. So along that same vein, then, I'm not sure if you were able to tune in to the interview I did with Jen Lannon from Dot Health, the uh, Miami-based organization that's creating the Dot Health extension. I hope that you've purchased the startup Dot Health domain name. Yeah, no, we've been talking with, talking with her, and actually, it's it's a it's a great thing for many of the startups in the ecosystem as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, she tweeted in a question. Jen Lannon from Dot Health tweeted in a question. Her Twitter handle is Health Tech Jen. She asked, with so many digital health accelerators out there today, how should startups do their own diligence on any given accelerator or program? It's a great question. I, you know, I think the most important thing to do is is talk to other founders that are have actually been a part of them or have gone through the experience or, or are in particular are still active. Um, I would try to talk to those who have been with them for a, a good deal of time. You know, it's it's interesting. If you look at our very early companies, 
they're all still around, um, you know, unless they were acquired. So you've got companies like Basis that was acquired by Intel, but you mentioned Zeal. Zeal was one of our first 10 companies. Medevo, which is now Prognos, um, you know, these were all our very first companies. Um, so you talk to those founders, ask them, you know, what's it like? What What is it like to be a part of this uh, accelerator? What's it like to be a part of this uh, ecosystem? So I think that would be the number one thing. Do your research online. You know, what's the reputation? Um, and do, you know, from my perspective, I think the, the most important component is, is, is it long-term or not? You know, what happens afterwards? Uh, because the journey of, of building uh, a, a company in this sector is, is, takes so many years, uh, you really got to have a plan for, for the long-term. You mentioned having a long-term vision. I think that is something that clearly Startup Health has. You've set out that you want to take on these 10 moonshots over the next 25 years and improve the health and well-being of every person on the planet. That is a clear, ambitious, long-term vision and certainly something that everyone can rally behind. And while I'm sorry to hear about the illness of your friend and board member who had pancreatic cancer and caused you and Steve to be exposed to all the, the shortcomings of the healthcare system, I'm really glad that you guys were motivated to get involved and take all your experiences and technology and innovation and apply it to this very important sector. So hats off to you guys. Well, thank you for everything you're doing to educate the ecosystem. And, and um, it's, I've, I've just been enjoying your podcasts. Uh, it's just such great content and, and inspiring guests. So thank you for everything you're doing. I appreciate that. Thanks for saying so, Unity. I have to say, after having done this for almost 40 episodes, uh, it all comes down to having great guests. So that certainly makes my job a whole lot easier to have great guests. So thank you very much for coming on the show and being a part of this program. But listen, Unity, we've been on the phone over an hour together already, and I have six questions that I like to ask every guest. But I'm looking at my list, and I see I even have three or four questions that I haven't even had a chance to ask you about in terms of batteries included and mindsets for entrepreneurs. So I think I'm just going to need to invite you back to talk about these things on another program. Would that be all right? Absolutely. I could talk to you all day. It's been, it's, that's it's been the way fantastic. I feel. <laughs> that's what I feel. Exactly. This could just go on and on, but I know you've got other things you got to get onto. So let me ask you these six questions that I ask every guest. What's a saying, quote, or phrase that motivates you? Uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I'll have to try to do it in character, is actually from Yoda, where he says, um, he says, Try, do or do not. There is no try, and I, I just love that uh, that concept <laughs> and and attitude. I love that. So, I love that you did it in character. That's fantastic. Yes. I think that's going to be the intro to the show. Now that that that's that's great. I might have to uh, splice that into a few other episodes. That that was really wonderful. Good impersonation <laughs> and great quote. Uh, Unity, what advice do you have for others working to innovate in healthcare? If you had to just choose one piece of advice, I know you've got lots that you can share. What, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, persistence and passion, um, understanding your why. Um, but if I were had to narrow it down to one thing, um, having a great partner. Uh, it's, it's so amazing to have a yin to your yang, and it can really make the difference in terms of getting through the long journey uh, to creating something great. What book do you recommend to our listeners? Uh, can I give two? Um, sure. One would be The Dip by Seth Godin. 
it's a quick read, can read it in 15 minutes. Uh, it's just every entrepreneur should read it. Um, and one of my favorite books of all time, I think every human being should read this book. It's called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Great. Actually, I have not read either of those books, so I will pick those up. I actually have a, a plane journey tomorrow, so I will listen to them uh, on the way. So thanks for recommending those. And actually, listeners can pick up a free audio book by going to the website and putting it in digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash audible, and they can download those books as well. What tech do you recommend for others and do you think others should be using? Okay. Um, super low tech would be the big bubble wand which is the coolest invention known to man, which is how you make these like 30 foot bubbles. Uh, you can get it from like Amazon. Um, that's a low tech. Um, if I was going super high tech, um, I would check out the health nucleus, uh, from human longevity Inc. And, um, to give insight into where preventative medicine's going. I think it's just an extraordinary, uh, experience. Um, it's, it's very expensive, but soon the prices will, I think, be affordable to, to everyone, uh, hopefully. Um, and in the mid range of just a really cool app that I'm into now, it's called station head, which enables anyone to be their own DJ. Uh, and, and if you want to have your own, be your own Howard Stern, you can do that on station head. Wow. Okay. I'll check out all three of those recommendations. Thanks for those. Uh, if I gave you a check for $5 million for you to invest in health technology, how would you invest it? The perfect question to ask for you. You've got uh, a lot of people applying to become a part of Startup Health. Where? What are the key trends or the key areas or even geographies where you think $5 million would be uh, best used? Well, we, you know, we have an interesting philosophy with investing. We do it's it's more like in you know investing in the whole index. Um, we're we're supporting hundreds and thousands of of startups. So we've actually launched something called the uh, Startup Health Health Transformer Fund, which is a fund to put into all of our companies, uh, and we're actually actively raising that that fund. So I would have to support that. Um, I think there's so many exciting uh, areas where there's a lot, it's almost like a second wave of innovation happening today because of these new platforms like uh, virtual reality, uh, cog cognition and, and, and where AI is taking us, um, where big data and analytics platforms. But I'd rather spread it across the whole startup ecosystem and invest in hundreds of companies, uh, which is why we created the Health Transformer Fund. And last question is, we make a contribution to a charity in appreciation of your time on the show. What charity have you selected? And can you tell me a little bit about what they do? Um, well, I'm, I'm really a supporter of something called the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a really fantastic organization that supports um, seriously ill children and, and their families and, and gives them these experiences to, to really – do amazing things together and, and support these really ill children and, and help them in times of need. So tell me the name of the charity again. The Hole in the Wall Gang Camp and uh, holeinthewallgang.org. Okay. 
Great. Well, we'll include a link to that. We'll make a donation in your name. Thanks for nominating them and the work that they do. And hopefully other people will uh, be motivated to make a contribution as well. Do go online and check them out. You need, what's a great way for listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, get me on Twitter at, at Unity Stokes. Um, I'm pretty responsive. Or you can also email me at unity at startuphelp.com. Great. Anything else you'd like to say to the audience before I let you go? Uh, have a great day and be kind. There you go. That's the end of part two with Unity Stokes and the end of episode 39. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty pumped up after hearing that. Be sure to check out the Startup Health Festival being held on January 8th and 9th in San Francisco. That is guaranteed to be an impressive event. You can find the links to that and everything we discussed in the show notes at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 38 and forward slash 39. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed this, I really appreciate you taking the time to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Those reviews mean a lot to me and help encourage others to become a part of the digital health community, or as Unity would say, the health transformer community. If you have feedback or want to get in touch, you can email me at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com or hit me up on Twitter at healthtechdan. You can follow the show on Twitter too using at dhealthtoday. Be sure to tune into the next conversation with Matthew Holt from Health 2.0. We're rebranding the podcast, especially for Matthew, so be sure to tune in and hear about our new temporary name and tell me what you think. As always, thanks for tuning in and supporting this platform. Until next time, keep on innovating.